Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the Earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Let's get this thing rolling. We are in episode 23 of the Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm here with Derek and Dan. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Snacks. You know, I shouldn't say gentlemen. I should only say gentlemen to Derek because he's got this Ghost of Tsushima background. It's, it's elegant. It's classy. It's awesome. Then I look over at Dan's screen, and he's got the big bug snacks walrus holding a strawberry face mm-hmm. in his background, and it just screams unprofessional. I saying. find your comments very uh, not inclusive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, just very yeah. uh you're just building up walls you know i really appreciate this those are all purposeful things uh, that i'm doing i'm gonna so. just write down an executive order to uh shut this whole thing down right now oh no oh no you're gonna hand me a piece of paper <laughs> like <laughs> trump did to that uh interview yes. <laughs> yeah exactly oh man that has created some of the best memes uh i know in recent memory <laughs> he's but such a dope is that whole interview and the yeah. Anyway, yeah. I didn't even watch the thing. I've only seen the memes from it because it's 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 legitimately unbearable to watch. It's just it's gross. It's he just I don't know. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't it's, do it. That's why we yeah. play video games to escape this horrible, horrible reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we play the games that we play. So let's just jump right into stuff we're playing now because we are going to get to uh, a new <sighs> segment called the best you've never seen. I'll walk us through that. It's just a really short uh, segment there. And then we'll get to the Sony state of play review. Dan's going to walk us through what Sony showed this past week in their state of play, which they very clearly said, this is mostly third party in PS4. So don't get too excited. Um, and then time permitting, we've got a, a topic we want to chat about with console exclusivity. It depends on how long it takes us to get through this uh, state of play stuff which is not really a ton of brand new news so maybe it won't take too long we'll see we'll see how that how that goes but real quick on now playing um just wanted to highlight a couple things that i'm playing on my pc that's right on my gaming pc that i now own uh i'm playing hades which i bought it's still in early access uh but it was on sale on the epic store so i grabbed it for 20 bucks it is the game the latest game that super giant games is working on and I think it's their best one. I think it's fantastic. I think it's better than Pyre, Transistor, Bastion. I think it's wow. amazing. I think it is, uh, it's on par with something like Dead Cells, where the combat is just super smooth and really fun. And then every run you go on, it doesn't feel like that painful reset that most roguelites do. It feels like you're actually making progress. So it's a really great balance. Also, the setting uh, being kind of in Greek mythology, you, you are the son of Hades who's trying to escape and um basically you keep failing over and over every time you die you reset and then he he mocks you and everyone else mocks you and yeah it's it's really interesting i like it a lot so uh that game is apparently going to release widely later this year um like version 1.0 they're calling it because this has all been early access and they haven't confirmed consoles but i'd be shocked if this didn't hit at least xbox and ps4 and it probably will if i had to guess i'd say it'll hit the switch as well at some point um but yeah it's a it's a really cool game really pretty game so highly recommend that one whenever you do see it 
on your respective store. Um, also playing some Gears Tactics. Now that I've got uh, Xbox Game Pass, I can actually play on my PC, which is so weird to me that that's not a Xbox game yet. I do know it's coming. I just don't know when. So I it's on the it, way. I think it's at launch of Series X. Yeah, sounds about right. I think it'll be on a Series X this fall. Yep, yep. Um, Gears Tactics is a really cool XCOM ripoff. So if you like Gears games, if you like that setting, it's a full-on Gears story with characters that are kind of connected to other main Gears characters in certain ways that I won't say how. Um, that's got the full-on story, and here's your main villain. Here's what you're trying to do, but it's all XCOM. So you recruit soldiers, you level them up, give them new gear. Your main heroes, if they die, you have to reset the last checkpoint. But all your other characters are expendable, and even if you name them and level them up, if they if they go down, uh, you can heal them once, or I mean, you can heal them a few times. But if they get totally wiped out, they're gone for good. So hmm. uh, anyway, it's really fun. If you like XCOM and if you like Gears, this is a no brainer. It's a really really good game. I'm enjoying it a lot. So well, it sounds like because it sounds like there's a lot of guys going down. Like, yeah, as soon as they go down, you Jesus. heal them, and then they go down again. <laughs> Yeah, killing, Derek. Jesus. Killing and going down. I'm not saying anything wrong here, listeners, okay? This is not me doing this, all right? Do you know where it takes place in the whole story of everything? Or? Uh, that would be spoilery. Right? It, would be spo- it would be spoilery, yes. So I won't ah. say exactly when it takes place, but okay. um, I would say it's more connected to the two more recent ones than it is to the original trilogy. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it's more connected That's to the good, good, Good way of answering it. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a politician. Yeah, it's a really cool game. It really like it'll be one of those games that at the end of the year I'll look back and be like, this one might deserve a spot, maybe at the bottom half of the top ten because it's been a really strong year now that as games are starting to come out. But it's up there, man. It's really fun. Hmm. So nice. last one I wanted to mention real quick because I'm finally revisiting Spec Ops: The Line, which is a game that I've always owned on Steam, and since I never had a PC to play it on, I never got super far. I always knew the controversy around it and why it was such a eye-opening game for so many people this is probably like a eight i think it came out 2012 so eight year old game something like that um but i never played it for myself so i'm playing it through on my own and it's actually uh for a game that came out in 2012 it holds up pretty well the Mm. the shooting's pretty fun pretty arcade style um with keyboard and mouse it's very it very much feels like a time crisis or something where you're in cover you pop up and shoot pop back it just kind of feels real arcadey and it's fun it's not amazing but it's fun and the storyline is uh, it does kind of make you go like, oh, who are the good guys and bad guys here? Yeah. So The story is the most intri- intriguing of the yeah. whole it's, thing. It's got that reputation for a reason. So I can confirm that. Oh, and by the way, Nolan North voices the main dude. I recognize his voice right away. I was like, is this sure. Nathan Drake here? So Sounds about right. Um, yep. Yeah, this is before Troy Baker came on the scene. So Nolan was doing all the voices all the time. Pretty so. much. So that's the stuff I'm playing recently. Uh, in addition to you know some Ghost of Tsushima, still working my way through that, but I haven't made it way farther than last time we chatted. So, uh, Derek, what about you? Anything you're playing this week? Uh, the only thing is I, I uh, started Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. Um, so that was uh, a game I think I've mentioned on our podcast that I was excited for. I beat it twice on PS4 Pro. So it looks really good, by the way, On if you haven't played it on PS4 Pro. It looks really good. It's fake 4K, but it looks pretty darn close to um, real 4K. And then from watching some Digital Foundry stuff, they also confirmed basically the, the settings of the PS4 
4 Pro version is basically like a medium settings on PC. So gotcha. that's not bad for a console console game. And then, and then it's locked at 30 frames per second. So I was excited to get Horizon Zero Dawn on PC for obvious reasons. I went into it with like this mindset of I'm going to have 4K. I'm going to have 45 frames per second and above, depending on obviously settings that I choose. But I am a graphics horse, and normally I try to go ultra unless ultra is like 20, 25 frames per second. Um, that's not really the case with this game. I expect that I'm, or I hope that they're going to fix it, but this thing launched not broken. It's definitely playable, but it has some bugs and optimization issues that I was not expecting. One of the main reasons why I wasn't expecting it is because... Um, Death Stranding used the exact same uh, engine, game engine, yep. and it launched on PC a month ago, a month and a half ago, and it's an, an amazing... I haven't played it personally, but all the reviews and everything, the port is amazing. It's optimized great, looks great, everything runs great. So I'm a, little, a bit disappointed. I ended up watching Digital Foundry's review of it, watched the whole thing. Um, because they did a, an amazing job of not just like, hey, let's just tell you it's trash. Like, I loved that they broke it down and even at some point said, hey, here's my suggestion of how you have the settings when you play this game. Even if you have a really high graphics card, here's the settings I would choose. And I love the fact that he broke down why he picked these settings because he picked medium for certain things and it was because... He was actually showing you data where the frames per second would drop significantly if you gotcha. put it on ultra, but the difference in picture was nothing. And he was like, mm, so gotcha. ultra basically no major change. For Man, the I main- want that for every game because I don't know yeah. what most settings mean in the graphic settings. I know things like ultra sounds better than high and high sounds better than medium like that i get but most of the if you know some games really break it down for you a full list of all the different anti-aliasing and all that stuff some of that i have a general understanding of what it is some of it though i'm like no what that does no and that's why i like digital foundries because he does well not him but all of them break it down to help you the viewer understand what you're messing with and how it impacts you because then obviously it gives you a choice. You can go, well, that's not important to me. Like, I don't care about that. Maybe it's reflections. I don't care about reflections. Then turn it off. Um, because well, let me ask you this real quick, Derek, for those who haven't played Horizon and maybe they have a PC. Most people listening, I think, own a PS4, but just in case they don't um, and they want to get this game, is it still enjoyable yes. and can look good and runs well as long as you get the settings right? Yeah, I would say play around with your settings. And what I was going to say real quick, and I even posted in the group, um, I think the best settings for this game right now, this coming from a guy who prefers doing everything native 4K, is 1440p. So if you have a 1440p monitor, even though I can do 1440p obviously on my 4K monitor, I gotta say I like the way it looks on my native monitor. I just thought, I felt I feel like it looks better on the Samsung. Um, but what I was going to say is, is it a good game if you've never played it before? And is it playable on PC? Absolutely. The The main like bugs that are like uh, a little bit jarring, especially if you have played it on PS4 before, is like when it switches from 
gameplay, the cutscenes, it always like glitches, which means it drops the frames per second for like, a, you know, maybe a second or two, drops them down to like five, and then it picks it back up. It's like stuttering, basically. Okay. okay. Um, so there's there's some smoothness that needs to be ironed out. And I do think in a way this was probably rushed. Like, I think they announced it and they were like, well, we can probably just port it over pretty fast. We've got another studio doing it. Um, and they definitely did not go through an iron out. I honestly think they also wanted it out of the way. Like, this gives them plenty of time between this and the PS5 yeah. to allow this to shine on its own, but then not take up any spotlight. So it makes yeah. sense. I mean, the game's been out for how long? Definitely over a year, at least. Like, that, I kind of feel like it's a little unacceptable. Yeah, it's been out. It's one thing when it's it's one thing when it's like releasing PC alongside, then maybe like because they're trying to do very specific things yeah. because it's a PC and and allows that customization. But considering yeah. the game is as old as it is, not super old, but you know, it's, it years, came right? out in twenty seventeen. Obviously, the PC version was probably decided a year or so ago, maybe less. I don't know how much they honestly worked because again, all video games are created on PCs. We know that. They're optimized for consoles. This is doing, in a way, the reverse, and that's going, okay, we're, we're going to take a console game and put it on PC. We've got to optimize it for PC. And I think whatever group they got, it was a third-party group, obviously has not had experience with Horizon Zero Dawn before that. So, gotcha. Or, like I said, it's a rush job where it's like, Okay, let's just put it on PC. Let's give them a bunch of options, and then we'll iron it out later. Um, you know, the, the, there is a game that was not created on a PC. Actually, there's more than one, but uh, To the Moon was created using RPG Maker. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. There's, no, anyway, to your no, point, no, pretty much every major game, you're right, is created for a PC with the specs of the console they're developing yeah. it for. That's yeah. So I did get it to where I'm running it on my 1440p with HDR, ultra settings. Um, I went ahead when I when I realized I could hit 60 frames per second, I just turned everything to ultra. I didn't do what, what Alex from Digital Foundry told me to do. I did do it on my 4K, so if I ever switch back to 4K, which I probably will, I like to play with both of them, um, I'll I'll stick with his settings because his settings keep me above 30 frames per second with gotcha. native 4K, everything going on. Um, sure. But yeah, I found the sweet spot. So it feels amazing at 60 frames per second. It really does make a difference. It's not just a, oh, let's just say it because you bought it. No, like I can tell the difference because I played a good hour or so in 30 frames per second and I was like, Okay, I like this. It feels fine. It doesn't feel bad. It feels like the PS4 Pro version, and then it was very beautiful. Um, so I liked it, but I was like, man, I paid forty-five dollars for this. I got five dollars off it. I paid forty-five dollars for this. I want to experience it a little bit different. So that's why I was willing to switch to fourteen forty p. And the sixty frames per second feels really smooth. The other advantage I would say over the console is the field of view mode. You can slide the camera back. That's nice. Hmm. That's very yeah, nice. That's good. In any of these type of games, I like to be able to slide the camera back. In fact, Greedfall, which is everybody's favorite game, that's what I did. Obviously. To me, the game was too close. Like when it launched, like your character, it was too close to the to the screen. 
couldn't see anything around you. Plus, I had janky control. So one of the first things I did was yank the camera back. So the same thing I did here with Verizon. So it's a nice little option. But yeah, overall, this is one of my favorite games, not just PlayStation games, games in general um, from this gen. And I expect they'll, they'll patch it a little bit to smooth out some of the rough edges, but it's 100% playable, still looks good. You can play around with it and find ways to get it to run smooth. But yeah, it is overall disappointing because my mindset is, and I don't deal with this a lot with PC games, was I was going to buy this game. I never even thought that this would be an issue. I was going to buy this game, boot it up, and it was going to be smooth as butter, look great. And it unfortunately, that was not the result we got. Okay. Yeah, that, that's basically the only thing I've been playing. I so haven't even do, you, do you recommend for most folks uh, to wait until they patch this thing a bit and maybe the price goes down for most people? Unless they really I say don't wait if you are playing this game for the first time and you are excited for it, of course. Like you went into it going, I really want to experience this game. Then I would say, yes, buy it now. But if you are just, uh, you've played it before like me, um, then you can definitely wait unless you're like me, which my personality is like, I want the best version. So this is still technically the best version, even though it has some things it needs to iron out. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do because yeah, again, I hope so too. Considering... For the most part, if you've got a PS4, you can buy the entire DLC and everything for super cheap. Oh, you can get it for like six or seven bucks. It's always on sale. Um, and so that's the other thing is uh, if you have a PC at all, like Tim, I would tell you to buy it at some point. Like you don't have to buy it now. You've got plenty of your playing. Oh, I but... love that game. I'm totally gonna want to see it. Kind of like yeah, upred. I would wait for point. price drop, and I think you are going to see a price drop because I have a feeling because PC gamers are snobs, so I have a feeling there's a lot of them that bought have bought the Steam version and probably are just asking for a refund just to send a message. I have a feeling. I even thought about sure. it as I started playing. I was like, and then watching the Digital Foundry um, review, hmm. watching a few others, I was like, maybe I should just request a refund. And then that will send the message to them. And then I am going to buy it back. I'll just buy it back once they patch it. Um, yeah. But once I got about two hours in, I was like, nah, I still love this game. I also <laughs> think that there will be a uh, an improved PS5 version at some point that maybe even yeah. is free for people who already own it. So I might, PS I'm in Plus. no hurry. Yeah, so I'm in no hurry to get it on PC, but I'm curious. But if they do have a kind of, Maybe not a remastered, but maybe like a PS5 version that's upgraded. And I'm really curious what what next gen is going to be because we have to we don't have to talk about it like right now in detail, but you have to acknowledge that this gen made a lot of money off of remastering games and re for sure redoing something with old games. And with Microsoft coming out and saying, "Hey, we're gonna have smart delivery, all this stuff," and and Xbox, really the, the the big deal is that everything that you own is going to be playable on Series X. So with PS5, it, it makes me curious how Sony is going to handle this because I really think, of course, I don't have an insider and I don't work for them. I really think their plans before Microsoft made these announcements with what they're doing with Series X was for them to, to 
to reboot, like, or do another version of Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghost of Tsushima, and then get charge you for it. I think they were going to charge you 40 bucks or something for uh, a PS5 version of these games. And now I don't think they could get away with it. I mean, they might be able to do it with, like, a collection and charging you $20 per game or something like that. But, but not if you already own it, that's going to be a tough one. You're right. That's going to be exactly. Tough one. They're like, well, you already, I already own Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4. Why can't you just make it not only playable, but not also why can't you just upgrade the graphics and and all that? So yeah, I mean, especially with like CD Projekt Red. I mean, they're not they're not Sony. They're not that size, and they're saying, yeah, like you know, Cyberpunk. No worries, we got you. And so, a lot of you know. a lot of other companies are doing it too. CD Projekt yeah. Red kind of open the doors by making that first big that was a big announcement yeah and now i'm seeing other ones saying hey by the way buy this on ps4 or xbox one and we will definitely upgrade it for free yeah cool well keep us updated if you try any more of that i'm curious to hear if it's the same experience as you had on ps4 dan what about you anything you're playing this week that you want to talk about uh well so i did make it into uh actually before all that still uh a little crackly am i um yeah just it was a little bit while you were talking about those first two games um Mm, but uh i did make it to act two in ghost of tsushima uh so i finally just went over into that section um and i love how like you get into that second section you're like oh cool all this new stuff but then like there's a couple of little things that pop up in the first area so it's like they're still trying to like make you sort of focus on that first area a bit while mainly like that new area is what you're going to want to explore. So it's like, there's just always a billion things to do in open world games. That's just apparently, that's apparently just what they do. So, um, but uh, I don't know if you guys uh, had um, seen all sort of the lead up, uh, the fall guys game, which they have on PlayStation. I've seen a lot Plus. Of people talking about it, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. So it's, uh, so it's uh, free on PlayStation plus right now. Um, it's from, um, uh, Devolver Digital. So basically, did you guys ever play Gang Beasts, or do you know of the game Gang Beasts? It, it's from a uh, uh, what is it? Double Fine. No Double Fine, but I don't think I've played that. Yeah, it's just like it's basically like the controls are kind of wonky, and you play like these just little colored, like multicolored characters, and you're trying to like essentially wrestle each other off of a stage, but with like purposefully wonky controls. So it's kind of like Gang Beasts mixed with like American Gladiators or like those uh those game shows where like you're in the obstacle course and they're trying to knock oh, you okay. off. Okay. All right. So it's kind of a mixture of that. So basically it's 60 players or up to 60 players cuz depending on if cuz right now there's so many people playing uh, that they're having some serious server issues. Um so sometimes it's not full 60. But yeah, there's different um there's different stages and it's all random so basically you load in and then the stage loads up and base and essentially in order to make it to the next round um, to qualify into the next round, they have like a set number. So like, you know, 32 people will carry over into the next section. So you want to cross the finish line um, at the end of the stage to qualify into going into the next session. And basically the numbers dwindle down until you're the last one standing. Gotcha. So, uh, so kind of battle Royale in that aspect where it's trying to dwindle down the numbers as you're going through, um, all these little stages. Now, is this one that you have to play online or couch co-op, or can you just play against bots? You know. Yeah, no, it's 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 just online. Gotcha. So it's you versus like actual other gotcha. people. 
Um, and I'm sure over time, maybe they'll add yeah. stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, there's no couch co-op. Like I, my wife and I have been basically passing the controller back and forth. Oh, gotcha. Um, each, each go, but there's no like, you know, us playing together on the same screen or split screen or anything okay. like that. Um, no private servers either, which is kind of a bummer. Cause I think that would be super fun if hopefully they add that soon. Like if you actually have like a big group of friends, um, or you want to do like a tournament, like, you know, if like our, in our little Facebook group, we wanted to do that. Like if there were enough people that were interested, we can't ask um, me public at this point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. Um, just the controls, like I said, they're, they're purposefully like wonky and awkward. Like the characters don't jump that high. Um, there's sort of a, uh, like a lunge button. Like if you're trying to lunge over a gap and, and they don't really lunge that far. So just the movements of the characters are, are not, um, not great on purpose because it's just to kind of add to the chaos of the whole thing. So it's, it's really like 80% luck, 20% nice. skill to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, but it, it is really fun. Um, and, and I am enjoying it, but I, I have not been the last man standing yet. So, and I've had some close calls, and it's pretty infuriating. So <laughs> maybe um, someday, it's definitely buddy, one of those like someday. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll be number one someday. <laughs> it's definitely one of those. If you're like the type of person that just throws a controller, this is going to be one of those games that absolutely makes you want to throw a controller. So, all right, let's pick it up from where we left off. Sorry about that technical difficulties, but uh, Dan, other than Fall Guys, what else are you playing this week? Uh, so. Uh, it's a new game. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called, uh, it's like Mughead or Cuphead. I don't know. It's mm -mm. a new game. So. I'm not ringing any bells. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, Cuphead. Uh, so it has, uh, obviously, being sarcastic, it was an Xbox game that uh, released on the Switch also as well, right? Alongside Ori. Mm -hmm. Or not alongside, but around the same time, I think. Yep. Um, and and then just recently, it finally came out on the PlayStation 4. So basically, there's no point of having an Xbox. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> no point? Huh? Okay. Um, Liar. <laughs> but basically, it's uh, so it has the aesthetic of an old Disney cartoon, which is uh, colored, which mm -hmm. is super cool. Um, it has all like sort of little like staticky tears in the screen, like, and um, they have like the. Uh, was it the uh, Dapper Dan kind of singing group, yep, like yep. The, the intro song in the beginning? Um, so it's a it's a side-scrolling kind of shooty uh, shooting game, but you're these little uh, Cuphead characters, these little mm -hmm. two. You can it's co-op, so you can play uh, couch co-op with someone, um, and you have cups cups for heads, and you can shoot like kind of magic projectiles out of your hand. Yeah. Um, originally, it was supposed to be what a bar a boss rush game. But Which then, is, it's still mainly that, but they've added stuff yeah, to it. And they added some sections where it's kind of like you run and gun. Yeah. Um, to basically collect coins, because then I guess they added, um, I'm guessing they added this after the fact, sort of a world map. And there's like a shop, and you can buy upgrades, which is cool. Mm -hmm. um, yep. The world map looks really cool. I like the look of that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that it's really fun. It's super hard. It's a really <laughs> it's tough game. Hard. Yeah. So my wife is not like she doesn't play video games like I do. I've been playing video games for most of my life. So she just doesn't have that Loser. sort of, you know, <laughs> that she's not on my level, bro. I mean, I love my wife, but she's That's just what not, I heard. She's not a nerd like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is very difficult for her. Um, and 
generally when we've played games like this where like it is a little trickier like i find myself kind of trying to almost like protect her like in the game like trying to make sure she doesn't die so then like if she does die then like i'm kind of doing everything so like then i find myself kind of dying sometimes mm-hmm. um but uh basically when we kind of get in the rhythm of it she does start to do a bit better um so it's just it's also one of those games where like if you kind of just keep going and just stick with it then um you just learn you know the patterns of the bosses and when you should be jumping and dodging and um there's different types of shots that you can do there's like this the standard one which just goes left right and then i guess well in any direction but you have to like kind of stand in place and aim in that direction um or you can do like a homing shot which if you're like looking to the left it'll shoot to the right if that's where the enemy is so there's different kinds of abilities that makes it a little easier but then also your attack is actually uh weaker when you do the homing one so um yeah it's it's really fun it's just very challenging and uh, if if like say you are uh, a couple and you're trying to play with your girl or if you're a girl trying to play with your boyfriend and maybe they don't play his games as often as you it can well, be a little challenging Dan, if you're gonna go through all the possibilities talk about boyfriends with boyfriends girlfriends with girlfriends sure. cover yes. all we are definitely a PC uh, person project. and and their cats and their dogs and also we should not be using words like boyfriend and girlfriend that's uh actually non-exclusive we need to say partner okay yeah sure guys i'm trying to help us here okay Okay. You're you're well, both you trying to redeem yourself from your ignorant commenter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, yeah. Whoever the person is that you live with and you're playing video games with. <laughs> there you go. If they there don't play go. video games as often as you do, yep. and things are a little more difficult for them. Um, what about the single people? Why are you excluding? Yeah, that? what's that about, Dan? So I don't know how the uh, does it uh, does the difficulty. I don't know if you guys. I'm guessing either one of you have played it. I've played it, just not a ton. Okay. No, I guess, so I guess you would have to compare if it's more difficult when there is two people, if it scales the difficulty. Oh, I never, I never played it two-player. Okay. I do know that that game got too difficult and wasn't fun enough for me to push through the difficulty. Okay. So, like, some games that are really difficult, like Dead Cells, I always come back to because it's so stinking fun to play. The combat's so satisfying. I was fine okay. with it. But Cuphead, for me personally, wasn't fun enough okay. to, to keep going back to. But I do... I do enjoy the grind. It is, it is kind of like a It's a cool game. looking game. It looks very yeah. cool, but Yeah, I I do want to beat it. So it, it I think it's something eventually will will beat. Uh, it'll yeah. just take some time. So, but it is gotcha. fun. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, we want to try out a new segment this week before we jump into the state of play and that is the best you've never seen. And this is where we take a game, one of us picks one out uh, each week that we do this segment at least. And we talk about a game that really most people probably haven't played or have given a shot, and we talk about why we like it. Derek's done this kind of unofficially, and I actually kind of like that he does this because it allows people who would never give something like Greedfall a chance to hear that it's really worth your time and money if you see it available on your platform of choice. So since he kind of got that started with Greedfall, I'm going to throw out one that's actually, I believe it's on Switch, mobile, and PC. It's actually free on the Epic Game Store right now. Um, we talked about how Epic gives away free games every week. Um, it is called Wilmot's Warehouse. It is basically a puzzle game. And uh, it is not some epic adventure with a crazy story. It's a, pu- it's a puzzle game. So approach it with that mindset. And it's all about organizing these little blocks uh, in your warehouse. And then almost, uh, what's that cooking game? Overcooked cooking. style. Okay. So a little bit like Overcooked where you'll get quote-unquote orders and you have to run around your warehouse where you've now had things stored and organized and then deliver them quickly to the front to the folks who are asking for them. And the game continues to add new things to your stock 
and then you can upgrade. I mean, it's it's very simple, very simplistic. The graphics are not amazing. It's very kind of block oriented, but again, it's a puzzle game. It's a fast. Sort of looks like Tetris puzzle. almost a little bit. Kind of, except you freely move around a flat warehouse, like a big giant square, and then you've okay. got these giant pillars in place that you can't move, but over time you can upgrade to remove them to make more storage space. Mm. And you organize the blocks however you want. At the beginning, you start to realize there's no method to this. I have to set up the method. I have to decide, do I keep all the, based on you know the, the shapes or the colors or the themes, like some of them look like they're toothbrush related or toothpaste related. So I'm going to put all those things together in case they order something. So it's, it's a puzzle game. So, okay. but I really like it. And I had my kids try it out too. Um, again, free on the Epic store. I think it's also, I don't know if it's free anywhere else, but it's, I think it's available on mobile and switch. So I won't spend a ton of time talking about it. That's all I'll say, but I will recommend it, especially if you have a PC and you can grab it for free. Or if you see it on sale on your switch, it's a pretty family friendly game too. It's also two player. You can play couch co-op with it as well. So cool i was gonna Pretty... say you just made them a few extra sales but it's free so <laughs> <laughs> it's free on epic i don't think it's free on switch though so oh, okay. um, my son right away he tried it out and we played it two player and he was like i want this on my switch so right away he's already looking to see i think he added it to his wish list so he can grab it when it's on sale on the nice. switch so anyway so there you go there's the best you've never seen for this week but let's get into the important stuff i know we talked a lot about stuff like playing we talked a lot about we haven't talked about uh Derek and how he looks yet today. Derek, you look great today. Um, Are you wearing pants at least? Please tell me you're wearing pants. <laughs> I am wearing pants. Okay. Yeah. Just not underwear. So, yeah. All right. So, Dan, why don't you start taking us through, before we get too far down that road, start taking us through the Sony state of play from this past week where they didn't promise us the world, right? They may actually really hedged what we <laughs> should expect. This is not PS5. Please don't expect everything. It's going to be about PS4 and third-party stuff. So... I thought it was smart of them to do that because that's what it was. But why don't you walk so, us through this? And as Derek and I feel uh, obliged, we will chime in with our peanut gallery comments. So I'm not going to go on my tangent, but that actually is what I was mentioning earlier, Tim, that I'm furious about, uh, sarcastically, but a little bit furious, is is like how we even have to have this company be like, well, listen, the expectation should be on a maybe 7 or 8 out of 10 scale here, like – like the fact that they even have to tell us beforehand to be this level of excited is absurd. Okay, bunch of adults <laughs> not acting like adults, watching a cool thing, and having expectations. It's just it's true. Yeah. It's true, but it was smart for them to do that. Not unlike when no, Nintendo no. says, "Here, here comes a Nintendo Direct <laughs> Mini." So it's a mini. Everybody, don't get right. excited. Yeah. Well, that's again. That can be literally a whole separate topic because I'm sick and tired of these adults acting like a bunch of babies um but yeah so they they set expectations they said you know everything it, it'll be a normal little thing and to be honest i think overall it actually was a little bit better than sort of what they tried to make it seem like it was but again it depends on what you're into and not into so uh but the first thing that they showed uh was a more in-depth look at uh, crash bandicoot 4 it's about time um so they showed oh, so a decent sad. amount of gameplay uh, Actually, let me ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, how erect do you think Eston was while he was watching this? Just on a scale of 1 to 10. Just curious. I think it's one of those where he's so excited he actually can't get hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's just, it's just like it's just too much. It's like him trying to lose his virginity. I, d- I do know that it's it's really all he wants in life is more stuff about right. Crash. So sure. it's it's certainly – he was very excited, that's for sure. Yeah. Like you're a normal person, but like – 
like a beautiful actress or supermodels in front of you and it's just too overwhelming you know you just can't yeah. handle it yeah 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 no i understand you're, he um, was basically Eminem with Mariah Carey. And if y'all don't know the story about that, <laughs> he was <laughs> sure. a little too excited. Oh, okay. I don't know the story, but... He went flat can... before he went to bat. That's all I gotta say. Oh, okay. Maybe you can do that for the best uh, we've never seen next time. That's, yeah, that sounds like fan fiction that you wrote, Derek, <laughs> but okay. Um, but yeah, no, they showed uh, a lot of gameplay. I don't know if, to be honest, because I haven't kept up with the trailers, if... Um, all of that was new or not because i know they have shown some gameplay um but they um you play a couple of additional characters you can play as uh, cortex right and then uh some crocodile i don't know is that king king k rule from donkey kong country i don't know who that is um but they were like oh he's back and like he had a, a restaurant yeah, he, had, he had a name it was like something dial which sure. it wasn't croc though but anyway Gaston is yelling at us right now i know i'm so sorry I thought they sh- I thought they showed really some not sorry. I thought they showed some pretty cool like here's what you can do and here's some yeah. new skins for your characters and some of it looks interesting enough. It's one of those games that's like, hey, when it's on PS Plus, I will 100% play this with my daughter for an afternoon. Like that's yeah. that's what I see when I see this game. I don't have a connection to the previous ones. I played the uh, I had bought in the collection and I played the first two and then I kind of was just like, I'm I'm good. I don't even need to go to the third. I just I enjoyed it, but like it wasn't I wasn't enjoying it enough to keep going. So yeah, it's just it's just um, not Ratchet for me. Like for me, Ratchet and Clank is kind of outside of Mario. That is my go-to platforming series right now. I just absolutely love it. But I will admit, some of the mask powers that they showed did yeah. look kind of fun. You know? Yeah, all the new stuff that they're adding themselves. Because again, there was Naughty Dog who made the originals, so this is a completely different group of people. So they're kind of taking that. It's like an homage to what was there before so they obviously care a lot and they want to make their own thing but have it be a continuation because it is a direct sequel to to the third one so i think it's cool and it looks really good and if you're into it then then i'm happy for you because i mean crash had been gone for a long time so (laughs) um but then the next thing they showed hitman 3 which we've seen before but not in this perspective, Tim. Yeah. Because it was in VR. Yeah. Hey, did uh, that surprise you at all that uh, it showed some VR stuff? Um, That they showed no. Because, I mean, I, I feel like if they're still, like, caring about VR, and I don't know if there's going to be a PSVR 2 specifically, um, but, I mean, if they still do care, then clearly they kind of want to still have it out there in, in people's ears to be like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah, I feel considering... like they will eventually have, like, a... PS5 VR, whatever they yeah. end up calling it, whether they call it 2, which would be kind of silly. Um, that gets confusing. PSVR 1 is with PS4, and PSVR 2 is with PS5. It'd probably be smarter just to start calling it to match it up with the name of the system. It's like PS5 VR. Anyway, yeah. um, I do think that the existing VR will work with um, the PS5, though. That's my guess. Sure. What I thought was cool is that the entire trilogy, the entire Hitman trilogy, uh, yes. the new ones, will all be VR mode capable, which is amazing. I mean, that's insane, because that's three games all together just from the ground. So the other two have already been out, and from the, they're just adding that in there. Well, not just adding it. I mean, it's a whole bunch of work that they have to do to allow it to even do that. So, um, yeah, just assassinating people in VR sounds pretty cool. So, <clears throat> and I think this was, you have it in here as January 21st. So yep, January 21st. I think it's going to be cross-gen, so it's going to be on all kinds of systems. So, okay. But they did feature it. I want to 
because you know how in the state of play at the bottom they had the system they were talking about ps4 ps5 psvr mm-hmm. i want to say they did ps5 for this one i can't remember but this is okay. almost certainly going to be on multiple gens of console yeah yeah i would imagine yeah yeah because again yeah. The, they're all on ps4 so yep um i'm gonna i actually thing. relocate my where i'm recording from real quick so dan continue on with the next game but i've got to relocate so i'm gonna go on mute oh sure so the next thing they showed, and uh, I actually never played it originally, but I always heard really great, amazing things about it. Um, I just don't really know that much about the the game, but Braid Anniversary Edition. So um, from the ground up, it's been redone. I think, was it 2008 that they were showing that it originally came out? Uh, yep, this was um, a 2008 game, yep. Yeah, so, 2000, so that's, by the time it comes out, that's going to be 13 years since it's come out and uh yeah it's it's all completely redone so they actually showed side by side like when when you're looking at the older one you can see that it's pixelated but in this one it it basically looks like it's been hand painted so it's a lot sharper and just in general it looks much nicer um and there's more details in the animation of the actual little guy that you're running around as um they so they actually showed us side by side of that as well um that there's just more detail and and more like you notice him when he's running back and forth, the actual movement in the new version versus the old one. So, um, and then yeah, the old the old one had like visible pixels, right? Because it was that pixel yeah. art. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in my opinion, it was already a pretty good looking pixel art game, but this looks way different. This looks kind of like I feel like some Mario or Yoshi did some kind of painting, or maybe it was yeah. Kirby. Anyway, it kind of has that vibe to it. Looks really, looks really cool. But I didn't love that game as much as others did. It was fine. Okay. But it was a little bit overhyped, in my opinion, overrated. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still cool that they're making it because again, it it is a popular game for I, sure. I, I thought it was Braid Two for sure because we are at twelve years, and I'm like, oh, yeah. cool, they made another Braid game. But no, yeah. it's kind of just the anniversary edition they're calling it. So. Oh, and developer commentary for the whole game, which is super cool. Yeah. If that's a, if that's what you know, if you're into that, which I think is pretty cool. They did say something like, if you watch this, you'll get an idea of what it feels like to make a video game from start to finish. Yeah. So that, that part sounds interesting. It, it almost sounds like it's a little bit of a documentary, yeah. like an audio documentary. So that part could be interesting. I would love that, honestly, for like pretty much all games, if they could have <laughs> find too. the time to do that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like, me a, too. like the Final Fantasy games having like, oh, like yes. so here we were discussing this story and 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 actually there was this different storyline that we were thinking of but we cut that it's like oh that's dude you cool. know what game i want that for i want that for last of us part two i want oh, Neil yeah, yeah. and some of the actors yeah. and any of the other main decision makers with the story i want them to give me a full commentary through that whole game if that exists yeah. already i'm an idiot but i would love that i know they they've definitely have done interviews where they they've discussed when they were acting the scenes and like yeah. various yeah. things but yeah like to have that like in the game yeah yeah to have them actually talking about sections as you get to them oh that'd be yeah. so cool yeah yeah um and then the next one is called the pathless which is out holiday 2020 i don't remember this being shown anywhere but they said none of the ps5 games would be new so technically this has been shown somewhere i just don't it, it has been and i haven't i couldn't remember either it yeah. said something like we were, we want to show you more of the pathless. So maybe it was like a YouTube or Twitter announcement or something, you yeah. know. Um, so visually, not like, not like on the level of Horizon or anything, mm-hmm. um, because it is a smaller developer. Um, but I thought it actually looked really interesting. It kind of uh, gave me like vibes of like um, Journey mixed with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. A little bit. 
Yeah, kind um, of that kind of that paper mache look, but more open world. So yeah, yeah. If you hated the journey art style, not, it doesn't look exactly like that, but I can yeah, see. Yeah. To me, it could be like the same designers could have been involved, kind of a thing. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, that looks really cool. So basically, you're uh, you're uh, playing as a female character, and you have a, a hawk, right, or an eagle? Mm-hmm. No, they said eagle. Um, and you have a bow, and basically the movement is super cool. So you have a bow, and you shoot sort of these little. Um, kind of glowy icons in the that's just floating around in the environment and that helps build up sort of like almost like a boost so you yep. start like running really fast and you're sliding really fast so the movement yep. just looks really fun um, i feel like there's a lot of auto lock on going on which is fine yeah, with, yeah, yeah. which is fine with me with a game like this but it, it, and they did say something to the effect of this isn't a game where you have to like pause and carefully aim so i don't think yeah. there's a whole lot of free aiming i think it's a ton of lock on and timing it's all about hitting yeah, it yeah. before you know all the time window of timing is open yeah, yeah so well that's where i was so with like the journey sort of kind of perspective where it's it is kind of more of like a casual thing like the, you are doing more because in journey you're basically just kind of traveling and occasionally there's some like danger but it, you're still more just running away from the danger right this one that's it is more interactive it's just not like you're free aiming and you have to actually aim at an exact spot with your own sort of skill and accuracy so Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think it looks really cool. Uh, there's no world map, so kind of going along with Ghost of Tsushima, but they're in their own way. Um, so you can use like it's. I guess you go into like the spirit realm and you can uh, sort of see the environment and it sort of pings everything. So any areas that you haven't been to, then it shows like visually that you haven't been there. So that's pretty cool. No, yeah, no it map. looked like stuff you needed to go to is red, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and the boss battle looked really cool. It did look cool. Um, yeah, some sort of like dra- almost looked like a Dragon Age enemy mixed with um, uh, I don't know. I lost my thought there. But it I mixed, did. Mixed I did get a lot of Legend of Zelda vibes from the yeah, yeah. combat, and then a couple of the puzzles, almost like in dungeons. Yeah. It looked like. Yeah, yeah. So I got some Zelda vibes just with the bow and arrow stuff with Zelda. No, no swords and shields, that kind of thing. But um, right. Yeah, some. I mean, it looks interesting, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily. This goes back to what we talked about with Xbox games as well. This doesn't strike me as like, ooh, this is next gen. But on the other hand, it's a smaller developer, and it's fine. It it looks like it it looks interesting. At least they showed gameplay too. They Uh, they showed a lot of (laughs) gameplay. This whole thing was a ton of gameplay, actually. It was. It was. Um, and it was. uh, so Pathless and then a couple other games, like they actually had some deep dives, which I actually really like. Yeah. Um, I a lot like of a lot of developers talking about it as yeah, we yeah. looked at it, which was cool. Which which also the next one was mm-hmm. one of those uh, Spelunky Two, yep. um, which comes out September fifteenth. I've never played Spelunky. It never was something that I was interested in. Yep. Um. I've never tried it, but I, it also similar to braid is just kind of has like a cult following. There's a lot of people that do like it. Um, looks interesting. I don't actually really know like it, it, what it's about. I mean, it seems like you're kind of just digging down and finding. It's a, it's a roguelite. So you go on, you go on runs to find all the stuff you can. You can find shops along the way to upgrade. The whole environment is destructible. If you have the right tools to blow stuff up and get through that, you know, you get different rock types as you go. So, it's it's a roguelite where you keep you you reset but you keep some upgrades but a lot of it okay. resets and then you try again. Yeah. This this looks honestly it looks like the exact same game with now multiplayer and maybe sharper visuals in some ways but otherwise it looks like the exact same game. So if you liked Spelunky a lot, it looks like this is a lot more of that. 
if you didn't, then there's no reason to yeah. bother with it. Yeah. And Spelunky's on every platform ever made. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure people have seen it. Somewhere. Yeah, that's probably been around for a while too. I just don't know when that came yeah. out. That's um, probably that's probably about ten years old now, I guess. Maybe eight. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one I'm actually super into. Um, so the next one was uh, Genshin Impact, which still doesn't have an official date. They actually had a closed beta recently, so I don't know why I don't mm-hmm. maybe based off of the uh, information off of that, they're they're not quite sure if they wanna maybe push it back further or Yeah. Um but basically so more Breath of the Wild influences. Um, so this basically looks like just like anime Breath of the Wild. Um, yep. So much so that actually there was a huge contro- controversy. So actually they had announced this a while ago. And there's um, there, there's actually some videos out there. There were some people that when this was announced, they were so, so mad, Tim, that they in protest smashed their PS4s. <laughs> what? Yeah, they smashed their PS4s. That's because... fake. That didn't happen. No, That's it really stupid. did. Look it up right now. Oh yeah, they gosh. smashed it in protest because they were like, this is clearly, like, you clearly, like, took assets from the Zelda. Because, I mean, to be honest, there are, like, moments, like, the little camp with the little imp. Oh, dudes. yeah, the grass like, and the trees. Up, yeah. It looks just, like, straight outside of the characters. But, yeah. listen, I'm sorry. This is where I start to agree with Bill Burr. And we just need to <laughs> let a plague wipe through the population and take sure. out the weak. Because that's ridiculous. Well, that's, that's what's trying to happen right now, Tim. But it's that not is what's... taking out the weak. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's mostly taking out the weak. Yeah, well. I think this one looks really cool. The combat yes. looks like a lot of fun looks pretty fast paced um unless that's just animations and it's turn-based or something crazy but from what i could see it looked like a big action adventure with lots of cool combos and different characters and it looks it looks really fun and it didn't look like the same um i mean there's exploration clearly but Mm -hmm. it didn't look like breath of the wild to me is like a a huge, mostly peaceful, and occasionally incredibly dangerous world that you get to explore. This looks more like a pretty dangerous world, not as big, but you get to explore some. But this yeah. one looks like it's more about the fighting. That's my impression that I get, is that much more about the combat, looks like lots more upgrades and things like that. Again, whereas Breath of the Wild was all about, you could find some new weapons to help you out, you know, some new gear, but otherwise it's just, uh, you are what you are from the beginning, which is awesome. So well, it's- I, I think visually there's some similarities, but when I watched this trailer that looked like a ton of gameplay, I mean, it might not be gameplay, but it looked like it. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked like a much different game. Yeah. I like the, the variation in the gameplay. Cause of, so um, I think it's 20 characters. Yeah. So it looked like I'm a lot of them. each one. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing each one is like a specific, like a class essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if that's the case, 20 different classes, that's kind of crazy. So, yeah. I agree. Um, and, and they said they're going to add more along the way. So, and so this yeah. say they said uh, they're still looking at autumn 2020 for this. Um, yeah. Do you think that's still going to happen? I mean, does it? To me, at a glance, it looked like oh, this game looks like it's pretty close to yeah being able to be played. But I, I don't know. Well, that's why I was saying like they had they had a and I had signed up for it. I, I never got a code unfortunately because I really wanted to try it. But the uh, the closed beta was recently. I think it was okay. about a month ago. Okay. Um, so I don't know if based off of that, if, you know, whatever feedback they got, maybe okay. it, it needs a bit more work. So maybe that's why they still have it as fall in case they want to push it back a bit. That's Makes my sense. guess. That's my guess. So, um, but yeah, I think it looks really cool. So I'm not going to smash my PS4. I'm just going to use my PlayStation 4 to play Genshin Impact. And I there don't care. Go. So, there you go. Um, the next one, very interesting. Uh, looking and then some controversy behind it yeah um, the next game was aeon must die so this uh very stylized trailer very very interesting i 
I don't know if it's like the the frame rate was like the frame rate of the game is like off by a bit purposefully to kind of make it almost seem like an old 80s sci-fi like movie or something like something looked weird on this one there was something weird about it but i think it's on purpose i think it's just part of the style of it um and to be honest i couldn't tell what the combat was like either because there was a lot of like kind of cutscenes happening and some voiceover um and then there was like very small glimpses of gameplay but it almost looked like a fighting game Mm -hmm. but maybe it's a side scrolling like beat em up i don't really yeah i couldn't tell either i'm sure if we were to just research it we'd figure that out but well i found a post and i shared it but i to be honest i don't remember what the details were off it looks like it could be 1v1 fighting but here's the thing most of the characters are pretty much just shadows and then they're outlined by these tron like neon lights so it's a it's a striking visual but it also looks like it could get tired after a while after a very short while maybe even so looks kind of cool but i don't know i'm not sure if this is uh something that i'm not interested in it's interesting that focus home continues to be kind of that double a developer that derek and i've always talked about like has mostly faded away Mm -hmm. um but it's cool that focus home interactive keeps publishing games that are not fully indie where they're super kind of under the radar and all hand-drawn or whatever else that's one person making it and that's his lifelong dream but also not triple a where they've got troy baker voicing their character and stuff like that it's it's that middle ground thing that and so i like that focus home does that it's just this one aeon must die not really doing it for me so see i thought it actually did look really interesting um yeah. but it's funny that you say focus home interactive uh seem like cool peeps because you know what tim there's some shady things happening behind that's the what scene. i that's what i hear um so <laughs> i wanted to just maybe just read a couple of things here real quick um off of polygon um so the PlayStation State of Play premiere game was stolen, uh, Stolen developers allege. So uh, the publisher of Aeon Must Die, an anime-inspired anime beat-em-up shown at the uh, State of Play, has responded to allegations that the developing studio Limestone Games overworked numerous developers and, in their words, stole the game that appeared in yesterday's trailer. Hmm. Um, and then in quotes, this trailer was created with abuse, manipulation, theft says the YouTube description of the same trailer uploaded by a third-party account shortly after in the uh, that was shown in the state of play. So, and then Focus actually tweeted out um, kind of something saying like, "Hey, like we're not for that sort of behavior. Like we're gonna we're gonna investigate this. We're gonna look into this." Yeah, I was gonna say they're um, publishing it, so they didn't they didn't. Yeah, develop. they're like, "Hey, so they're, like we didn't they're make still good. This. Okay, they're yeah. still good people." Well, they, so they sent that out, but then there's also something – let me see real quick. Oh, uh, the statement's linked to a Dropbox folder with a cache of testimonials, allegations, and other documents made by eight workers who left Estonia-based Limestone Games in June. So I think there was also some something saying kind of like those employees were trying to reach out to Focus, and like Focus wasn't really – seeming to care as much as gotcha. they are now that it's kind of kind of you know out there in in the public public eye so i don't really know entirely what's going on there but it seems like some unfortunate things are happening so yeah yeah uh, but we'll see i don't know uh so the next thing i was actually super into this one not a lot was shown but i just thought it looked really interesting and i dug the vibes so yeah uh was it ano mutationem I'm yeah, not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Would, yeah, muta- mutation them. It's a new word for me, too. But Japanese games have some weird names sometimes. They sure do. 
Um, Remember all the yeah, dot so... hack games? I think they were dot hack. Yeah, dot hack. Like, yeah. yeah, there was all those games that just had the weirdest. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's like a side-scrolling action game. Um, female character. She has like a sort of like a light blade, um, and had a almost like a oh, what's that anime called? Um, not it's escaping me now. But it had some really just anime moments, like some cutscenes where like there's this girl standing there in like a dress in in like this giant open space, and then this other girl with like a samurai sword, um, and and. It shows the character running through like a cyberpunk, like a Japanese yeah. cyberpunk style world. So it looks uh, pretty trippy. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, just yep. they didn't show like a ton about it. So, but that could have potential. So you can skip the next game completely. Just jump right to the Darth this Vader. This is one. the main event. I mean, obviously, oh. I don't know who Darth oh. Vader is, but you know what I do know about him? Bug snacks. <laughs> oh, bug snacks. <laughs> um, so I mean, they finally showed gameplay. So that's cool, because I, I actually didn't even... I was like, oh, yeah, they didn't show gameplay. I didn't know it was going to be a first-person game. So it's a first-person... Yeah, yeah. is that, isn't that what Viva Pinata is, too? It's also a first-person... Is it? I don't know. Because that was only on Xbox. I never actually played it, but... Yeah. I think uh, Viva Pinata is first-person where you're tending to your pinata animals or whatever. Yes. Um, so. I mean, I do agree, Tim. It does look ridiculous. So <laughs> <laughs> I put that in the notes for those of you who are listening. I put still looks ridiculous. Listen, it's going to be silly fun. And for those yeah. who like that kind of thing, that's great. But I could, I just, I can't find it in me to care less no. about this game. <laughs> I just it doesn't, can't. there doesn't look to be anything unique about it. Gameplay wise, perhaps, but just like what it is like yeah. the aesthetically and like the world that it's building is yeah. unique and interesting. Yeah. So um it's just not visually the best right but next gen folks next (laughs) gen that's right um but yeah so that's a thing um also a thing uh i actually forgot there was another playstation vr an uh announcement uh vader immortal so this is uh this has actually existed on some other oh was it oculus i think this is not a new game okay I knew there's been other Star Wars VR games. I just couldn't remember if it was the yeah. same one. I mean, Derek, you're the VR guy. Come on. Why don't you confirm this? Vader Immortal. Stop looking, Mortal. At, stop I looking do, at smut and answer I, my questions. <laughs> well, well, Derek, answer, before he answers that, I do think this one looked really cool. So whatever they sure. did with this trailer, it looks like what you would want out of a VR Star Wars game. Yeah. But I have – I mean, the production values, in my opinion, look really high. They look great. Um, I just have no idea if it's fun to play, like – do yeah. the actual do the move controllers work great? Like I've played uh, Beat Saber, and they're mm-hmm. great one to one with the with the kind yeah. of lightsabers you use in that game. So I'd imagine for a Star Wars game, it also is great. But I have no idea if it See, actually plays that well. I'm actually glad that you brought up Beat Saber because I've seen Beat Saber in action, and the movements like when you're moving the controllers seem very fast because it has to. Oh, be. it's great. It's great. Um, now they do sometimes go off track because you move sure. around with that game a lot. That game actually can wear you out. You can really, you can really yeah. get tired playing that game. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it, they can get a little bit off. So you know you're holding the control, let's say at a 180 degree angle, but the the actual laser or like the lightsaber on the beat saber yeah, screen yeah. looks like it's going like at an 80 degree angle or something oh, like that. Like okay. it, 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 so it can it can get off track sometimes, yeah. but in general. 
it looks and works great. So I'm yeah. I'm hopeful that this one will too. Well, I meant so I, basically I was more referring to like the speed of the movements in Beat Saber, sure. whereas in the trailer for this game, the movements seemed kind of slow. They did, yeah. I don't know if that was just because they were trying to kind of show you in the trailer, like here's this epic thing that's about to happen, and they were purposefully like being slow, but. I don't know. It just looks cooler when it's going slow and purposeful. Like when yeah. you're playing VR for real with the move controllers, like I've played Blood and Truth and Beat Saber, and you kind of just like wiggle them around. It looks real silly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure that's not something that looks great in the trailer. So they yeah, had yeah. to go real purposeful and real slow. You know. Yeah. Especially with the shake, because it's always that VR shake. Derek, do you know if this can't. one was a Oculus game? Do you know Vader? Vader. Vader Immortal. Yeah. Yeah. All three of the episodes I have them. They were free when I got Oculus. Do you know if they... Did you try them, number one? And number two, do you know if they reviewed well? Is this a good game? Okay. <laughs> they did review well, but I, I once yeah. I knew what they were, I didn't even bother trying them. I didn't care. I, do I they have... have... Heard... Go ahead. Sorry. I, I have heard that they actually... um That it is, like, a good, solid VR game. So. Okay. Does the Oculus have, like, move controller things that it works with? I have no idea. Yeah, the... I don't have them on me, but the controllers are like little hand grips. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Is that how you swing lightsabers, by the way? Mm-hmm. Just like that? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know because I didn't bother uh, playing that trash. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, what about the next one, Derek? You interested in this one? <clears throat> so Tell me what it is. The control expansion, the second control expansion. Control Ah. Yeah. Is it odd by this really, control trailer? In fact, uh, that was probably... Besides the last game we should be talking about on this was the most exciting thing that I saw there um, because uh, I'm a big fan of Alan Wake. Uh, that came out on the Xbox 360, and I was hoping Control was connected to Alan Wake. Like, I was hoping as I played the game that they were going to do some, like, cool, like, uh, reveal in the game that would blow me away and be like, oh, my God, I didn't see this coming, but I should have, type thing. Um, they do, spoilers, they do in Alan, or they do in Control have some stuff in there that reference that Alan Wake is set in the same universe. Right. Yeah. And so this basically just confirms it, that in some way Alan Wake's video game is connected because yeah, wasn't that wasn't that his voice saying don't yeah. look at the light or whatever it was he said or stay in the stay in the light or something like that yeah which is what i don't did either one of you ever play alan wake no i never did but i've got them both downloaded ready to play i just haven't played them okay so well alan wake basically the whole game it's kind of horrorish it's way more horror than control but um a lot of it is it's basically extremely dark game and Alan has a flashlight which is actually his weapon mm. so he uses it to shine lights on or one of his weapons to shine lights on the the, the nightmare type creatures and they they cower in the light and you have to stay in the light because if you're in the dark you die so Isn't he writing a book or something yeah the okay. story is absolutely nuts if you ask like, me, like well, control, I mean, I remember like liking it yeah. and thinking it was weird, but at the end, I felt unsatisfied because I was like, yet again, this is what these guys do. They do something so <laughs> stupid and crazy that they don't make any sense at all. But I love it, that they took what they did with Alan Wake and made it even crazier with control. You're like, boy, I hope they don't make a crazy story with their next ga big game. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, 
So nice. both of them are so crazy that they could bring them together because yeah. it's like nobody can sit there and be like, you can't do this. It doesn't make sense story-wise. Our, our stories don't even make sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Did Is I love what they I, said? I still love what Control did, even though I don't totally understand or could nor could I explain a lot of it. I just loved how fringe and X Files the whole thing felt. It was just so yeah. cool. But um, yeah, this expansion comes out at the end of this month, August twenty seventh. So, don't know if it's the final piece of story content, but it is the second one. So that's cool. So I I plan on buying it. So this kind of like puts an onus on me to get through. My will playthrough on PC. I beat it on Xbox One, but I bought the first expansion on PC because I got it for $5. So I would like to beat Control and then go to the expansions because I really would like to play this new one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, like, Control... So Control was a solid game. It was mm-hmm. by no means a, a bad game whatsoever. Um, but with all this extra stuff, all this extra story stuff and just extra content, it's I mean, how, it's been how many months now? Like almost like nine months, maybe almost a year since the game originally came out. Like, and yeah, it came out big... 11 months ago, right? It was a September game. Yeah, I think it was a September 2019. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my main that's my main thing with DLC. I've, I've never been super into DLC, especially if it's like a chunky one or a meaty one like this, where it's like story. Yeah stuff like it's yep. like i've already played the game like i i don't you know now it's like i don't remember a lot of it so i'd have to replay it because i care about stories so see i think that's true in certain cases in other cases it works fine like the witcher 3 i had taken a break from that game for like sure. a year and a half maybe and then went back and played through both of those back to back and loved them and then with and assassin's creed that... odyssey i took a whole year off finally went back actually yeah. more than a year finally went back and played those two DLCs and loved it. So, so I think if it's on the done, structure. I think if it's done correctly, it can be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what I was gonna say, it comes down to the player. Like all of us, all of us uh, move on from games. I mean, because we buy so many games, we can't sit here and just play the same thing. Except for Rocket Over League. and over. That's not Except what we Rocket do. League. We're not into <laughs> WoW and all that stuff. So it really depends on how much we like the games because we've talked about dlc before i rarely play expansions unless they are reviewed and they in some way tell a story that's relevant to the story i just played in the regular game and they've added on to it and made it it's good like i played all of dragon age inquisition like tim said i played all the witcher 3 because I also get an itch to go back to those games, so when they drop good expansions, yeah, instead of playing the main story again, I can go, well, let me play some new content. I have the itch to play the game. And that's kind of what I was doing with Control. I bought it on PC because it was at a good price. It had ray tracing, so I wanted it. And then I started playing, and I was like, you know what? This game is... I already remember liking it, but when we did the Game of the Year stuff, I was like, guys, you're over-talking this game. Like, it was fun, but it wasn't great. But now that I'm playing it a second time, I'm like, no. This is probably one of the funnest games to play. No, Control was truly a great game. Is it for yeah. everybody? No, but I do think it was a great, great game. Yeah, I wouldn't give it Game of the Year still, but it was still great. Yeah. To me, it was really close. Like, that and Outer Worlds were really close on par with each other. Uh, yeah very different games just i'm just thinking in very general terms of how much did tim enjoy playing this and i think i enjoyed both pretty equally to be honest with you i would say control is the better game to play fun wise yeah gameplay and but i would say outer worlds has the 
cooler experience. Yeah, and it's much more replay value and all that kind of stuff too. But um, for for Outer Worlds, um, all right. So they had a couple of smaller ones, Dan. Why don't you jump into those? Because I do want to get to Godfall. Make sure we spend time there. But I'm yeah. curious what you thought of these next two that were kind of relatively smaller games. I mean, you didn't even have to add this auto chess chess nonsense on here because that was that was literally the weakest moment of the the whole thing. And all like, right, then just skip past it. Auto chess. But like, but real quick though, like. The cut, the, the way it cut in, the trailer cut in, and then the way it cut out was super awkward. It was. So, like, not only was it just a bad trailer and it just felt out of place, but the way that it cut in and out was just super weird. Like, I, Which, I don't know what happened there, but... This may or may not be the final game that comes out on PS4 before the PS5 releases. <laughs> it comes out on October 31st. Way to go, Auto Chess. Way to go. Jesus. I mean, I know Auto Chess is apparently super popular, but it was no. just a really bad trailer, so... Yeah. Gross. Um, but the next game I actually super thought was interesting because very I, I like creative, puzzles. very um, creative. So it's called yeah. The Pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out January 2021. Um, so it almost kind of looks like the little uh, the little person on the bathroom sign, you know? Yep. And, and they're going from like panel to panel, but you're actually you. So depending on what the puzzle is, you can either be moving the panels around to try to connect the right panels to have them keep moving forward to the next section. Um, it just, yeah, it just looked really cool. I, I like some different the, portals or doors you might open yeah. for them. It looks like, mm-hmm. yeah. And like you draw a line from one to the other. Cause you, you obviously need to be connecting the right ones so they can keep progressing. So didn't it kind of look more like a great game with a mouse though? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It looked like there was a cursor that you move around and that's yeah, usually yeah. when I'm like, oof, I don't like that on the console, but still looks yeah. cool. Very creative looking. Yeah. Very interesting idea. So I actually yep. really like that. So. I will probably try that. Um, and then the next one, I don't know how I felt about it because it, it, they really just didn't actually show us kind of what's going on. There was super quick glimpses, like maybe five seconds altogether of gameplay, like maybe five seconds. Yeah. Um, but it, You're so talking about called, Hood? Um, yeah, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Okay, so the reason I got excited about this at first is I actually kind of thought right away, oh, I wonder if this is a Robin Hood game just because of the vibe. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening to a, a book series right now, like an audiobook series. Um, by Stephen Lawhead, and the first book in the series is called Hood. It's a, it's called the King Raven trilogy. It's basically okay. a retelling of the Robin Hood legend with more of a Celtic grounding to it. Um, but anyway, um, so it's really really good. But I'm just now listening to that first book called Hood, and so when I saw that, I got so excited, and I was like, sweet. I would lo- I was thinking as I listened to the book how cool it would be to have a full action adventure RPG set during this medieval time, specifically yeah. during Robin Hood, when you get to rob from the rich give to the poor kind of a thing like there's all kinds of systems you could include there but then throughout the trailer it was a cinematic trailer and they might have at the end shown a little glimpse of what could have been gameplay yeah but throughout the the cinematic trailer became very clear like oh i see you've got few different classes here oh and you're going against each other got it this looks like a mostly online game it seemed like a a 4v4 or multiple groups of four like facing each other Um, which is where my interest level kind of started to go back down yeah so I don't know. I, it could be it could be fun. Maybe could if you be. get the right group of friends together and the gameplay is actually fun and they have interesting modes. But, yeah, but now uh, after a while it started to look like oh this is like payday medieval version. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, and then the next one. Speaking of online games, so this one's actually been in early access uh, for a bit. So Temtem, Temtem is a Pokemon ripoff, Tim. Speaking of ripoffs, we had we had the other Breath of the Wild ripoff. We got Pokemon ripoffs. This is one of the more blatant ripoffs I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of mobile uh, Pokemon ripoffs. Like, I don't know if you've ever checked, um, you know, the Apple I, Store. I've seen, or... yeah, but those are just little trash garbage things. This one looks, I mean, it's even coming to Switch, by the way. I saw that yeah, Temtem's yeah. coming to <laughs> Switch as well. But, I mean, this is legitimately, you catch these monsters, they fight for you, but also you can dress them up and be friends with them, and you could, they could follow you around. And, like, it's all the stuff that Pokemon has introduced that fans love over the years. So, um, it's, to, be fair, it's, though, to me, it's totally unashamed to be yeah, a ripoff. To be fair, though, uh, some of the creatures do look cool. Oh, uh, sure. I think it yeah. has a good art uh, art style, good art direction. Um, and the actual, like when they were showing like the gameplay, like it looked actually pretty smooth. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they've made a lot of progress along the way. But the only thing that I don't like is that it's not, um, it's not like a traditional Pokemon game where it's like an open world where you have this whole region with different towns and like all the paths leading between each town. Like it's not like that at all. Right. So I, I don't care for that. It looks a little more want... online centric than. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you're into the idea of maybe somewhat of a Pokemon game that's just fully online, then this might be something you're interested in. But gotcha. Um, but yeah, so could have potential. We'll see. I don't know. Um, and then the next one, Godfall. They showed us some actual gameplay. It's from uh, the developers of Borderlands. Yep. Why is their yep. name escaping me right now? Uh, Gearbox. Yes, thank you, Gearbox. Dude, um, I think this game looks like a lot of fun. I actually put looks, that in the yeah. group. Uh, like I, I didn't have any other hot take on this other than <laughs> after watching the gameplay trailer, Godfall looks like a really fun video game. Like, that's it. It, uh, it doesn't look amazing. But it, I mean, it looks fun. Yeah. Uh, it looks visually, like it'll be a fun launch game. Like, yeah. if, if you think about historically, you think about video, uh, con- video game console launch games. You usually launch at least that one you can go back to that. Yeah. Taking advantage of some of the visual stuff, which I think this one will do with the PS5. I think we'll see some stuff visually that really is impressive because it didn't look bad at all. It looked pretty cool. Nah. So I think there'll be some visual stuff to show off, and I think it's gonna be a fun jump in and play for an hour or two type of a game where you go in there, loot some more stuff. And, uh, but who knows, maybe it'll even have a compelling storyline to draw you through. It's hard to say, but it just looks like a lot of fun at a glance, not groundbreaking. That's what a lot of people were saying. Like, this looks like derivative. I've seen this before. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, it's, it's high fantasy. I mean, how many, how, how many different types of fantasy things have we seen in our lifetime? I mean, exactly. that's what it is. They called it high fantasy. Exactly. Um, they're calling it a looter slasher, Tim, to be I know. to be specific. Which I well, that, I that's why I that as, term, but I don't I don't either. But that is why I assume that Derek is interested in this one because not only is it like the gameplay looks fun, the melee combat, but it, the idea of looting and upgrading I feel like is is uh, something Derek's on board with. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so they did a a deep dive with it, um, or you know more of a deep dive than they did the first time. Big time. Um, it was yeah. about uh, around five, six minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed a, a couple of the uh, specific weapon styles. So there's, uh, was it broadsword, uh, dual daggers, uh, pole arm, uh, two-handed heavy hammer, and then the uh, great sword. Mm-hmm. So they showed the uh, just the one-handed regular sword and then yep. the uh, the dual daggers and like the different moves and different abilities that you can have with those. Um, and just uh yeah the there was there was something a little off in the trailer so the game does look fun i don't know if you guys noticed though like there were certain moments where where it almost kind of seemed like it almost seemed like it was like an intern that was recording the gameplay (laughs) and like they forgot they're like oh shoot we got to record the gameplay guys hey uh hey steve can you get some uh 
can you get some footage for us? And he okay, just like so recorded the I'm first so shot. glad you said that. I almost <laughs> wrote in there during some of these fights. It seems like watching myself play this game. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is a little bit embarrassing. Like it didn't. You know, when you watched like like the Halo gameplay, or there's been other games we've talked about where they've done a full demo. And yeah. it's like, wow, this person is really good at this video game. Like, I'll right. never be that good. Yeah, this yeah. was not the case. Like, especially no. that boss fight. I yeah. was like, why do you suck at this so bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he dashed away at one point and then dashed back towards him as and he got, as he and got hit. Move. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. What, like, Steve, what that was Steve, Steve, the intern. <laughs> Freaking Steve. Um, but yeah, like, so that was kind of weird and awkward because it's like you're showing us the game for the first time. Like, the the combat that you're showing should be impeccable as far as like the yeah. the um the skill of the person demoing it I think. correct I think to so just too just kind of show it in the best light yeah um but I mean that's not to in, in any way sound like a snob I just thought that that was funny yeah. um I still think it does look fun um and it is a launch title so I'm not expecting yeah. you know Last of Us Part Two levels of quality and amazingness but um, it could have an interesting story. I, th- I think the armor sets look really cool. Collecting cool armor sets seems really fun. So, um, Derek, what do you think about this game? Did it did this grow your attention any more than it was already there? Like, are you hyped for this? Or are you just like, yeah, I'll get it? Like, where are you on this one? I wouldn't say hyped. I mean, it's definitely in a buy day one category unless reviews like rip it to shreds. But it is up my alley. Um, because of the looting, I'm also a, uh, a gear fan, so I like their stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, story-wise, I'm not really expecting anything. I know they're trying to sell you on something, but so did Anthem and everybody else who does this stuff. And sure, yeah. at Destiny. the end of the day, while like, I love Destiny games, I really love them, and I even appreciate the stories they tell, Um I was having a conversation with Jesse when we were playing Gears of War 5 together, or Gears 5, sorry. Um, and I said, I was talking to him because I never quite understood why he doesn't give Destiny a really good chance because he's a huge Halo fan. But I can kind of, in a way, see why because the way the stories and the missions are done, they're still not... It never feels like you're playing a single-player experience. Does right, that make yeah. sense? Like yes. Even Anthem, I thought, in the end, told a pretty cool story. Not the greatest story, but it still told a pretty cool story. Um, but it still always made you feel like you are playing a multiplayer looter-type game. You never feel like you're playing... Like To me, Anthem could have been the game that felt like you were playing a Mass Effect game with friends. And they never pulled that off. Um, yeah, so I don't always make know it... if it's honestly possible. That's why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, it always make it seem always... like your guy was like this major superhero, like he's the savior. But then, like when the story kicked in, the cutscenes, it was like it was the all the other people around you kind of being the main people. I think yeah, it kind of takes you out of it, and yeah. so that my point is is that that's what all these style of games try yeah. to sell us on. Because they do know, while, yes, there are a lot of multiplayer-only players out there, the hardcore gamers, most, like, hardcore gamers, the guys that are in gaming groups and stuff, most of them are single-player-driven players that like some multiplayer on the side. So they're trying to sell to us. And so every time they 
promote these type of games that they want you addicted to forever they want to sell you on but we have like this really cool story we got nice lore like we want you to invest in our we're going to keep upgrading the story or yeah, adding to the want story you to care about our world and characters and stuff like oh, that yeah. but my point is i feel like every single game i've ever played in this type of genre where it's a looter what is happening ian I'm recording, dude. What's he playing? I don't know. Oh, he's yelling at the cat. Oh, <laughs> that was, he wasn't begging for his life? Okay, cool. Yeah. The cat was. <laughs> the cat was. So anyways, my point was, is that I just feel like they dropped the ball. Like they, they can, it doesn't mean they can't tell a good story. They can't, yeah. but they never give me that feeling that I'm playing a Mass Effect game or something that's heavy story driven where I, where they can make me care about decisions I make because I don't even feel like in any of those games they ever give you decisions. Everything's scripted, everything's done mission based and they're all designed for you to replay their missions over and over so they never feel organic like they're trying to tell me an actual story. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this one delivers on that because it does. It is a new IP, new setting. The areas looked cool, right? They have these four areas they highlighted briefly: the earth, fire, water, and air. Oh, that's um, my only other thing too is the envi- the environments just looked very um pretty very generic. linear, like okay, linear. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like I don't know if it's gonna open up. I, I kind of hope it does. That so that. But what be if kind it? But what if it doesn't? Like I'm okay if it doesn't. Like I think about something like Destiny, and that actually works well as you essentially go on mission runs and you do have some open spaces like it's a large sure. game well that's what i mean but yeah. um for the most part you still are going to one singular area when you start your mission it's I, it's relatively linear to make well it i guess through. if they're gonna try to so i think it's the pairing of them trying to sell me on like there's like a bunch of loot it's like okay i'm down for that i like uh, aesthetically putting on different outfits and oh that looks cool in my character but if i'm gonna keep going down just a bunch of corridors then I feel like no, just that's the repetition point. of that would get would yeah. kind of add to like oh but I want that piece of armor but I got to go down this stupid freaking section for the fiftieth time then yeah that it can depends be on if there's like a is there like a hub city where you can yeah. walk around and yeah. talk to vendors and improve stuff and then you launch out into certain areas that could have missions or you yeah. can just freely explore it'll be we have no idea on all that stuff so Tim I think what we have here is similar to the uh, Star Wars game we just need this game to be like Dragon Age Inquisition no right stop Derek? saying we just it. need stop this it. game yes. to be like Dragon Age Inquisition that's all I feel like every single game should be Dragon Age <laughs> oh, I would I would choose a new hobby immediately um, <laughs> um just saying, looks, Tim. Just saying. Th- this game looks fun does it look like it's going to be like an instant game of your contender no but i think it's going to be one of those pleasantly surprising launch yeah. games it's probably going to be, be a solid be a like solid 7.5 yeah yeah 7.5 or at 8 least, would be fantastic least. yep yeah. yep yep agreed so overall what did you guys think of this state of play again they tried to set expectations low um, and I think they delivered on those for the most part. I didn't think it was br- groundbreaking, but they told us don't expect it to be groundbreaking. Yeah. So with those expectations in mind, I thought it was fine. And I'm more interested in Godfall than I was before. And again, not hyped. I'm exactly what Derek just said. I'm not hyped. It's just more of like, oh, unless this tanks on the reviews, this is totally a game to buy with a PS5. Absolutely. Um, but other than that, there wasn't a lot that 
got me excited. I think Pathless looks interesting, and Genshin Impact look interesting. Yeah. Um, I do want to try the Hitman games in VR, especially if they're free modes they add to existing games. I already own the first two, so I do want to try that out. Other than that, it's all just uh, Godfall, I think. I mean, some of the other ones I might try if they're free at some point. But otherwise, oh, and yeah. the con- I do need to play the Control DLC. But this one's hard to give a rating to just because once you know the expectation for it, it's like, well, they delivered what they said. They're going to show some existing stuff, third-party it's, stuff, and PS4 stuff. You can still well, consider your own rating, though. I mean, but here's my thing, and we didn't say this at the top, and I, I wanted to say it, is while they did set the expectations right for what they showed, I also feel like, and this is what a lot of the gamers were feeling too, I don't feel like this was the time for this show. Like, I don't feel like they showed off anything that they needed to have a presentation for. Like, you can still advertise these games coming out on the PS4 without a state of play. Yeah, they could have just done, like, Twitter and YouTube for this kind of stuff, huh? Yeah, to me, this is... We're transitioning into... Everything is next-gen focus, and I am one of them, and I'm sure if you guys were honest, you would admit too, I'm getting tired of waiting on pricing and pre-ordering all this. Like, I get that this is a huge, big deal for these guys this fall, and I think they are playing the waiting game because they are scared to be the high-end, like the high-priced console, but it's getting like a little ridiculous. Like, they need to come out let us know the release dates, let us know the pricing, and then ever all major like streaming things like this, like shows, need to be focused on next gen. Like that's my opinion. So overall, my rating for this would be this was stupid. Mm. And it really was. There was only like one or two things that I kinda cared about, but I didn't care enough to like yeah. even watch it. I didn't bother watching it. I do love all the gameplay they showed. It was nice to see these games in action. Kind of helped decide. Even I don't even need reviews for a lot of these. I can see this is what this game will probably be like. I am interested or not. So I do like that a lot. But uh, Derek, you're totally right. I think they didn't need a state of play for this. This could have been updates on the PlayStation blog and YouTube and on Facebook channel. Like they could have just used their various channels to uh, to promote this stuff. So um, why they decided to bundle it and present it like this, I'm not sure. This was a weird, a kind of a weird choice, in my opinion. So, but I think they just wanted to have something that they can throw out there, especially with them, you know, setting the expectation. They wanted to just be like, "Hey, guys, like Sony stuff over here. Like, yeah. look over here instead of Xbox." Yeah. So, you know. Yep. It did keep them at top of mind for a lot of folks. Yeah. But um, all right, we're gonna wrap things up with just a couple of headlines that jumped out at me. I've only got three that that jumped out. So you guys. Let me know if there's anything else that I'm missing. Um, but the first one is kind of general, and that is that uh, Rocksteady finally did an official tease slash reveal of Suicide Squad, which is apparently the, time. the next game that they're working on, which is kind of cool. It had the Suicide Squad words shaped like a crosshair aiming at Superman's head as he's kind of looking off to the side. Sure. So will this game mean you get to actually hunt superheroes or Superman the villain of this game? or like, Who knows? But it's... I'm excited. Rocksteady makes good games, and uh, it's been since I think 2015 was Arkham Knight. Does that sound right? So, I, I don't know. Or, or 2016, one of those two. Um, so it's it's been since Arkham Knight, I believe, since we've seen anything from Rocksteady. So they've been teasing this for like years now, and 
everyone was like, wait, so you're just dropping a screenshot like that? Like, just yeah. suddenly, it's like, okay, sure. With, uh, and it said August 20-something. So there's there's some kind of event coming up. Where yeah, some reveal. DC event coming up, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be a full trailer and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is relatively, I can say with some confidence, this is going to be a 2021 game, but I think it'd probably be a, a good spring 2021 game, right? If they've been working on it for five years, I could see this being a spring 2021 I, game. I don't know if it has been the full five years, because I think Schreier was sharing that it, I think it's closer to three years. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Uh, the other one is a Nintendo piece of news, and that is uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe was announced. Hey, so, there you go, Tim. We finally have a Nintendo game for this fall. <laughs> comes out on October 30th. Uh, it's interesting. Derek just made a comment about how you know some things aren't worth putting in an official presentation. This was a smart move by them to not necessarily put together a direct with a bunch of other little announcements and then include Pikmin 3. I think this is a good one. They just re- revealed it on YouTube, you know, and it got a lot of traction on its own. They just let the word of mouth start spreading and people started sharing and like, oh, hey, look, that's cool. They're bringing Pikmin 3 over a deluxe edition for the Switch. That's kind of cool. So it didn't. There was no expectation going into it. People didn't say, I was expecting Zelda 2 or Metroid Prime 4, and I only got Pikmin 3. It was just out of nowhere. So they did the same thing with Paper Mario, I think, too, which is kind of a random reveal. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think so. Um, yeah, so kind of cool. Um, at least there's something there for Switch gamers to play that is first party. Um, there'll be plenty of third party stuff. It's just interesting that we are still pretty quiet. It's funny that uh, Sony and Microsoft seem to be playing this game of chicken when it comes sure. to their consoles and pricing and exact release dates, things like that. And Nintendo, for some reason, is like, we're going to play too. And I'm like, you don't have to do this. You can talk. <laughs> you, got, you don't have a console coming out. You could share yeah. some stuff if you wanted to. I don't to. know. Whatever. I don't know. And then Sony, I didn't really see anything new. I know State of Play was really the only yeah, I think that thing, was the that main they, thing that they had this week. So Indeed. Um, so the plan is uh, we were going to do this tonight, but I think we spent some time on the State of Play. So we'll do this next time we chat. But we do want to talk about console exclusivity, kind of what the current state of exclusives look like. Is it a healthy thing? Is it, you know, what are the pros and cons? And also, where do we think it's going in the future? How do we think each company is going to handle it in the future? But we can, I think we'll circle back to that one next week. So if you guys who are listening have thoughts, feel free to let us know what you think about console exclusivity. Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Uh, what do you like about it? Does, you know, does it, do you think it um, benefits the companies in some extra way so let's talk let's talk about that a little bit well you're asking the internet about opinions tim so usually it's anger (laughs) that's true hostility that is very very threats (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well thanks for listening this week and we will touch base with the next time Derek and dan have a good night Peace. peace here we go well i do seem to attract the scum of the earth yeah that sounds about right Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.